Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Kevin, guess what? What, Rob? We now have over 50 iTunes <sighs> reviews. Huzzah! Huzzah! Indeed! Oh. We are climbing those iTunes rating charts. That's amazing. Yeah. How do we climb even higher? Can you take me <laughs> Enough. Little rock of ages for you. Do you know I like that you took it up so high too. You didn't even. You like went right to the tenor place. I was gonna do climb. no Robert Goulet. Like. No. Can you take me high enough? Thanks for coming out tonight. And my falsetto there. <laughs> Thank you. And a little Sergio Frankie. Yeah, a little Sergio. It's never over. <laughs> Much like the 24-hour buffet down in the lobby of the Dunes Casino, me and Sid the Caesar, two nights only at the Mirage. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, lovely listeners, this is where you come in. This is how we're going to climb those iTunes rating charts. That's right. Lovely listeners, if you love us, would you go to iTunes, click on the iTunes store, search for Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Then click on Ratings and Reviews. Under the Customer Reviews, click Write a Review. Then let us know what you think from one to five stars. That's right. And you can leave comments, too, like, Kevin Thomas is a god. Or, Rob, who the hell is Hervé Villachez? Who, 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 who is Hervé Via, ah, via, oh I fell for it again. You fell for that it. wasn't even the, the man script. has never done <laughs> one musical in his entire life, and he gets mentioned more than Stephen. Right, Sondheim. but I love him from James the Bond. Okay, anyway, oh, yes. guys, help us out, please. please. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob Schneider, and I'm Kevin David Thomas, and this is Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Curtain. And make sure to join our Facebook page at Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And if that's not enough social media for you, you can go on Instagram and go to Broadway Curtain Podcast and check us out. Plus, always listen to our podcasts on Broadway World and Stitcher Moving for the Android the users. For the Android users. Oh, so much social media, so much technology. So much. Today's guest possesses one of the most recognizable voices in musical theater. Yes, the texture and warmth is without peer, but her storytelling ability is flawless. Just listen to I'm Breaking Down or Stop Time or The Ladies Who Lunch to understand the brilliance that I am speaking of. So true. Uh, Today's guest isn't only known for her Broadway appearances, though. She is one of theater's hardest working artists, having appeared in New York in such works as diverse as Forbidden Broadway and First Daughter's Suite by Michael John Lacusa. 
but across the United States as well, where audiences have seen her in, here we go, The Streetcar Named Desire, that's right, Masterclass, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike. I never get that right. It was good, though. Thanks. Grey Gardens, I'm not done, Ragtime, <laughs> The Sisters Rosenzweig, and countless others. And while she has over 50 credits to her name, we are sure her proudest accomplishment is having cleaned all the bathrooms at Warsaw, Indiana's Wagon Wheel Theater. Here is the legendary Barbara Walsh. <laughs> oh my God, Thank I can't you. believe you got all that in there. Thank That's you so the, much. Yeah. We can't believe you got all that in there. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Faith Prince and I cleaned the men's urinals out. That was uh, our strike The men's chore. urinals is yeah. the worst, Yeah, too. Uh, no kidding. I was just in them here at the studio. You don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> that I was, mean, that was Wagon Wheel Playhouse. Oh yeah. We did, uh, let's see, I did three shows. She came in and she did uh, Pippin with me and the, the rest of the cast. She did the... The grandmother, the grandmother in Pippin. Okay, isn't yeah. it grandmother? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah I was in it. I don't know. It's a hundred years ago. I, I just saw it on Broadway. It but was, I still don't know who it, it was. It was Summerstock, right? It I mean, was like, Summerstock. Yeah, yeah. Like you got, I think we got twenty-five dollars a week. Um, I did Catherine, and uh, I, I mean, it started with. Um, I did yes. King and I. Yes. I did Lady Chiang, and the guy who played the king kept calling me Lady Thayang. <laughs> Hopefully I not during the show. <laughs> Lady Thayang. Yeah, I kept saying, I don't think that's how you no, say her name. No, feel right because it's not thigh; it's Thai. Yeah, yeah. or it's not Thong. Lady, Thai. Lady, Lady Thayang. I was like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All for twenty five dollars a week. Oh, God, it was, it yeah. was insane. Well, that's what those summer yeah, stocks are. Yeah, and Camelot. Are. I did course, and Greg Edelman was in that. And, oh my um, Oh, it was really something. But you said this this dinner theater. This was your training ground. <coughs> well, I did three years of dinner theater. Okay, uh-huh. which I consider my grad work since I only yeah. went to a two year community college in Maryland, Montgomery College, where I did. Like so, so high school is where I found my voice. Um, right. I became class clown, started smoking, became an A student, did mm-hmm. impressions of of everybody, and was really cool. And was also punished a lot, so I knew I'd arrived. <laughs> right, and literally Popular. shy no more. <laughs> right. and an A student because I'm taking an arts class where everything else was like oh. you know the girl in the back row looking out the window because she doesn't know who she is and she's too shy. <laughs> She'll just go home after seventh grade and sing like Shandy Wallace as long as Amy. <laughs> you know that's what that's what high school was and oh. then i took this class and then that was grade school then high school i took this class called man and his arts and uh my first a ever was reciting the prologue to the canterbury tales oh. i still remember it my and God. i got an a for that and i you know was i was Performing, yes, right, and I was, and yeah, I got an A, and, and then I took a, a creative writing class and other things that just made me think, oh, this is this is my thing. Mm. And then hi, college, you know, I played Annie Sullivan and Mona Kent and Dames at Sea and some other wonderful roles um, in the theater department. And, so and that was only community college. But how did you this love of theater? Did it come? Where did it stem from? Well, it's it's. It, I think it really stemmed from. Being one of eight children, which was great. Yeah, and where did you I fall in that? I was that the fifth, oh my. the middle. Wow. So the four girls and four boys, wow. and we, you know, I had sisters who sang, and we always sang in harmony at Christmas time and everything. Oh. But my real joy was like when I was alone in the big house, mm-hmm. singing at the top of the staircase. 
you know, um, John Diener. Is it oh. Diner, Diener? I never do either, actually, yeah, to be know. honest. But, you know, Dina? I was, I would. Aldonza? I would, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I would do that and Shaney Wallace and I also do my Joni Mitchell and I would of just, course. I would sing a lot. And then, yeah. like, my other alone time <laughs> was, like, <laughs> probably earlier, like, you know, fourth grade, mm-hmm. fifth grade was, like, coming home. Home and yes, please. And in my bedroom, it would there were two beds I shared uh, a, a bedroom with one of my sisters, and those that's where the seats were. And I would be a nun, and I would hand out the papers, the grades, and talk to my invisible s- students. So I was wow. my imagination was at work. And then, but wow. I was also a soap opera wa- watcher. What was you your know, favorite? Dark shadows. Dark and shadows. Of course, all my children. And of course, one life to live. <sighs> the best, right? And then, and then, and then the whole upstairs. And again, this is all, for some reason, I'm left alone at home. <laughs> with, with, where are all my siblings, for Christ's sake? You know, my parents. It's a household of you know, 10 people. Like, Come on. I know, but I was all alone after school. Oh, God, no worries. There was no abuse, I swear. But I'm the entire top, uh, second floor of the house, and this is like a, a, a what is this? It's like a five-bedroom house, yeah. you know, so everybody doubled up. But um, not a small house. And it was my studio, my, my television studio for my soap opera. Invisible characters that nice. I was playing opposite. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was just ridiculous. So, so you know, the need to perform and to create and, and imagine was yeah. was there. It just came out naturally. Singing came out naturally, but I was shy, so it didn't really connect until Wanderabrudoshorosute <laughs> to the prologue to the Canterbury Tales Amazing. and a creative writing class sure. and a glee club and all that sort of thing. And then I then I did shows in high school. I did shows in high school at St. John's uh, Academy, which my a couple of my brothers went to that school, and it was all boys. Oh, that was like the military boys academy. School. It was right, and I was at I was at Georgetown Visitation, all girl Catholic school. Classic. So the boys' school invited all the girls' high schools to come and audition Ooh. for the mask and wig. Danger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. One of my classmates, who and, and, a, and a dear friend at the time, though we've lost touch over the, the many years, her name uh, was and is Michelle Maloney, and she's the sister of Christopher Maloney. Oh, oh. And we we worked at Mask and Wig, and we would do shows together. And then one night, that she lived in Arlington, Virginia at the time, I believe. I think it was Arlington. And uh, we, I spent the night at her house, and there's Chris Maloney, like a 13-year-old, you know, really <laughs> shy guy with what hair. A in the <laughs> what a dork. Total dork, Chris yeah. Maloney. Yeah. I was like, what's happening to my yeah. life? Anyway, <laughs> so... Um, even then. Yeah, even then, right? So so, uh, so the, the performance thing was, you know, and then, yes, when I realized I could make people laugh and imitate everybody, all their walks and the nuns and everything like that, I was like uh, a hero. I was like, you know... A star in my mind. Yes. Um, yes. And then it went on. And then college, I did some great roles. And dinner theater was the grad work. Three years at the Harlequin Dinner Theater. So that was prior to the Wagon Wheel. That was Playhouse. prior to Wagon Wheel. Right, that's right. I did three years at, at and Harlequin's new. It's in Harlequin the DC the, area. I mean, Gaithersburg, it? Yeah. Maryland. Right. I have so, known people that have worked there. So before. I played Fiona, and I played Winifred, and yeah. I played Eldonza, and I played just a ton of amazing roles while you know serving and drinks. <laughs> right. Would you like yeah. chicken marsala with that? Well, yeah, after totally. I after I get <laughs> raped in in uh, oh my god in, yeah exactly yeah. in in Aldonza in, in Menelmont yeah. in, in yeah. I go and I serve a cocktail <laughs> and my cleavage is hanging out and it's like just give me the tip give me the tip. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Oh, so God. it's a real education. And you know, wow. it was really amazing. Dinner theater is really amazing. So we'd be at the bar and we'd be like waiting for our drinks mm-hmm. before the show. Yeah. And it's a buffet. Because you literally served everything. You, you, you serve you the drinks. They get their own food. But here's okay. the thing about at one time, it wasn't well lighted, the steps. And we would be in the bar and we'd hear, and then you look over and someone's like on the floor oh from God. the buffet. They just like fell over because there was a step that wasn't just, lighted with at all. had to go for seconds in the middle of that I, first I, act. I, totally, totally. No, that would that would be oh before the show. Okay. That would be before the show. So, so oh. you know, that was quite an education. Um, and, yeah. and then... And then really, you know, I, I dropped all my academia in college because I was fully uh, ensconced in, in the drama department and right. the music department. And that's right. and it was all about the body dynamic class okay. and, you know, the the singing. And, and I had a couple of I've had a, only two voice teachers in right. my in my life. Margaret Riddleberger. Yeah, she was extraordinary. You she passed away about 33 years. It's mm. amazing. that. Yeah, you she that I'm so grateful that I. Her, her technique was amazing. Yeah. Funny yeah. how we, we co- encounter this a lot that, uh, you know, uh, with people we've interviewed, that one teacher can make such a huge yeah, difference teacher, in your yeah. life, you know, that can really stay with you for a long time. Absolutely. How special uh, that industry it's and so, being a teacher is. It's so, you know? so important. So what what inspired the move up to New York City? Well, I knew it was inevitable. Yeah. And I had, I had, uh, I was, I got my union card at the Lincolnshire Marriott because right, oh, right oh, after Wagon yeah. Wheel, I literally went, I had my, uh, my parents like bought me a car for a dime and I used that, drove out there <laughs> and the drove, you know, from um, Indiana to Chicago and was set up in Evanston to live and oh. with some roommates. And we drove out, you know, to the Lincolnshire and I got my equity card there because I knew the sh- producer, Carrie Walker, oh, Camelot. My. Oh, Camelot. Uh, yes. And nice. um, uh, had a marvelous time. And Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio became a dear friend. What was your standard audition song? I did, uh, I, you know, I didn't have one standard. I had a lot of of different songs. Throw I would them at use, us. Huh? <laughs> Throw them at us, whatever you got. We well, love these. the the first, my first job, you know, was Oklahoma, the national tour. Yeah. And there's a lovely story about that. Oh, yeah? Uh, so I go to a cattle call, and I'm number 7,000 or whatever it is, the crack of my ass, you know, yeah. out there. And uh, I go and I sing eight bars of... Uh, eight, eight, eight bars. Eight bars eight is bars. all you get. Although, you know what? I was typed out. So I didn't get to sing the eight bars that I prepared of... People will say we're in love. Oh, of course. Okay? Yeah. So in my mind, I was Ado Annie or I was Lori, you know? Right. It's easy peasy. Yeah. Um... So I got typed out, and I was very discouraged. And then two days later, they had uh, the same call for the same job, and I went back, and I wore the exact same thing, and I got typed in, and I sang my eight bars. And you want to know? I booked that job. I mean, yes, you And you, you know did. how high I went up t- in that for t- on 10 months on the road? Gertie Cummings' understudy. Oh. <laughs> Gertie Cummings' understudy. I know. <laughs> oh my God. That oh, is God. Wow. painful, isn't it? It's crazy. No shit. And Lara Teeter though taught me uh, some oh, amazing, love him. Yeah. amazing tap 
routines. And, yeah. and he really wanted me to take over as uh, Edo Annie. Yeah. And, um, you know, I auditioned. And I mean, that was a really incredible experience, I got to tell you, because during rehearsals, you know, you ha we had Agnes DeMille in the room. Oh, oh, yeah. Before we went out on the road. Oh. And she she we literally saw her fire uh, someone that I knew from Maryland, Cindy Tolley, a dancer. She took her solo away f in Many a New Day. So the girls had and this is the original choreography, yeah. mind you. Yeah. So Many a New Day, blah, blah, blah. They each do their little thing. Literally, Agnes DeMille, she takes her cane and goes, Hello. Cindy, you're out. Megan, you're in. Like that, or whoever the name was. But Cindy, my friend Cindy, was out. Not out of the show, but she lost this, that solo. Wow. She regained it back on the road, though. She got it. Like, people, there was turnover on the road. Right, you know what I'm saying? but, like... I mean, that was the way she... In it front of like, everybody. So I need to meet with you privately. Oh, no, there was none of that. No, it was Talk like, you're out, yeah. you're in. Yeah. It was like totally. intense. <laughs> but <laughs> I had the great, great honor of not only watching the Dream Ballet from the wings, mm. I was also doing triplets across the stage. That's right. Carol Burt, <laughs> she was another chorus girl, and the two of us got to do, you know... <laughs> The the what do you call it the the flutter, fluttering hands yes and the, yes. along with the triplets <laughs> like one way and then stage left stage right and it was just and then you'd wait in the wings and you'd, you'd watch okay. these amazing dancers I mean it was a profound oh. experience oh, yeah. but I I really you know I didn't know how great I had it I mm. I was making a lot of money I was traveling the country and Canada and off Niagara Falls mm. and wow. you know Vancouver and beautiful places. R literally, in just being in New York in, for like three months, and then right. I had this job. So wow. I came back, and then I did uh, a lot, some regional theater. I did that's when I did Dames at Sea, I think, or oh. Candide at Virginia Museum Theater, something like that. And were you singing? Because you sing soprano, but I do. also in your chest voice, I do. you know. So you would just whatever the whatever role was, need, you're I like, know. All right, which why Aldonza actually is a perfect fit. I know. You know. Oh did, my goodness! Did you have an agent at this time? No, I was six years, so I was without an agent. So wow. I was doing open calls and wow. serving baba ganoush so at is a that Middle Eastern restaurant. <laughs> There's some real stories oh my there. God, amazing. I, I imagine. No so then, was it an open call that got you rock and roll the first it was. five thousand years? It which was. is a musical. I have to say, uh, we we love obscure ones. Well, that one has not been on my radar. Yes. Well, I have to tell you, if you want to hear some. Uh -huh. Well, I could tell you now, or you uh -huh. can come to 54 Below on the 23rd of January, because what is the name of that show that Jen Tepper does? Oh, If It Only Runs a Minute. Yeah, 10 minutes and it's over. Yeah, That's they, what I call it. The, they hit the, <laughs> the jackpot because, with because, this because one. Because it's called Rock and Roll the First 5,000 Years, but we called it Rock and Roll the Last Two Weeks. <laughs> And I auditioned for that. I, I auditioned for that at the Belasco Theater. I like remember on the everything. Stage. Oh yeah, yeah. In the olden days, you right. know, I love when I did the original you... nine, I I went to replace, and I I had nine auditions for nine. Love that, which ironic. I finally booked for the 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 tour. Finn. But um, you're on a Broadway stage for these these open calls. Talk about intimidating. Unbe it's it was crazy. grand. It was just fantastic. Yeah. So it was the Belasco Theater for the rock and roll oh, show, historic. and I have on my. My Dan Post cowboy boots that I got in Oklahoma. Well, yeah. I was spending that per diem all over the place <laughs> like an idiot, like jewelry. I'm like, well, you do that when you're young. I, I mean, you totally. Are. You're like, you're yeah. Just yeah, your exactly. Ex then you get so older and you're wrong. like, what was I thinking? Well, that was so much money. I never made that much. Stupid. I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
so I was there a long time. Uh, not only was I, you know, number 10,000 <laughs> in that cattle call, but th- there was just a really, really long wait. And I, I must have had another pair of shoes because I left the Dan Post cowboy boots in the Belasco <gasps> Theater. And the next day I went back and they were gone. I'm like, what? I have no memory. I think because I was nervous and I auditioned I, doing Cher and Joan Baez and Grace Slick. When you meet a man that you love along, <laughs> you know, and I would do, I would do, um, yes, please. Don't you want somebody to know you need? So, <laughs> wow, and may God bless and keep you always, forever young, you know, just yeah. anyone can do that. But so I'm doing those. I'm doing Grace Slick and Joan Baez, Forever Young and White Rabbit, because it was White Rabbit that I did in the show. Yeah. And the thing is, there were three of us. Uh-huh. It was visually like a psychedelic moment. Joe yeah. Layton directed it. Oh, my god! So we had three Grace Slicks, like, you know, a druggy thing. But it was my voice. Oh, and oh. They had... They had a lip sync. They had, just because I could do it. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, that was that was just a completely wild experience. It was like a review, like like a it jukebox a, kind of thing, it, like in well, a way. Not really, because it, there was no narration anywhere. Oh, okay, it was just song. It was just like, but the only thing it began with um, the first rock and roll guy, Jerry Lewis. That's right. It started fifties, and then it went up yeah. to the Police. Oh. Message in a, a bottle. bottle, and I, and then there was some projection throughout, you oh. know. So, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. wild. It was wild. And I was just weeping that we closed. Yeah. And I didn't know a thing. That I mean, was your was Broadway just, debut. That was my Broadway oh. debut. I left the Coachlight Dinner Theater to to do it, and the guy who ran it said was so pissed at me. You'll never work here again. Oh, like, you'll never work in this town again. How God. Yeah. <laughs> Wants to work in Springfield, God. Connecticut. No more, right. <laughs> no more dinner theater. Doing hooray for holiday wall. Oh oh my, my character shoes and leg warmers. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for leg warmers. Yeah. We all need Wait. some good leg warmers. Yes. So then it was just a short time after that, though, that you, you booked nine then. You're, you had your, I well, did. Uh, probably yeah. you had your nine auditions for a I while. I did. They were in and out and Forbidden Broadway. So between nine ah. and Forbidden Broadway, I was back and forth between those two jobs and waiting tables in a Middle Eastern restaurant Ama- where everybody That's called me Babada 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 <laughs> and Mohammed 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 and this one Mohammed I just have to tell you he um he was like he looked like Iman you know the model talking. yeah yes. he was just this beautiful beautiful I forget w- which I, I Morocco maybe he was he was just beautiful and he was but clearly taking an English course because he said and Ms. Barbara, what is verb for Barbara? Barbarize? It was, was conjugating my name. I'm, oh. I was, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, nice and, then, and then, and then at Muhammad. the end of the night, he goes, uh, uh, I say goodnight, Muhammad. Goodnight, Muhammad. Goodnight, Muhammad, to all the Muhammads. And this Muhammad goes, goodnight, Ms. Barbarization. <laughs> so Maureen Moore, my dear friend Maureen Moore, still calls me Barbarization. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> what a great name. But you know what? I'm telling you, some nights were really bleak. One Christmas, I'm mm. listening to George Winston's December mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. but they kept putting on their Middle Eastern music, mm-hmm. and I kept, stop it. I was all alone. I had no money. There's no one in the restaurant. It's, this is up at Broadway, a place called At Our Place. 
And if you change the letters, it, it says Cleopatra. But no. it was cheap Middle Eastern food that only served beer and wine. And you could get copious amounts of baba yeah. ganoush and no liquor. So the tips were crap. And I, and, wow. and it was just it was just surreal, the whole day. And I just remember I didn't have enough money to go home. And I was just looking out the window on Broadway thinking, what's happening? Oh, my goodness. So then... That was after your after the the rock and roll. That was after rock yeah. and roll. It was after like some regional theater. And how'd you get hooked up with Gerard? I mean, with with the. With I I auditioned for Gerard singing something that I wrote, uh, Barbara Streisand and the musical version of Out of Africa. Oh my gosh. Peace, puppies, putting on my panties, <laughs> putting on my brassiere, putting on my khaki skirt. You put. <laughs> <laughs> Should I continue? Please. <laughs> Why would you, you stop? Put me on a zebra. You said we'd leave Africa. Ah, I, I gotta race the key out of Africa. Someday we'll be the way we were when we were in Africa. Only we'll be out of Africa. Just two people sipping coffee on a zebra. Dennis, can you hear me? Dennis, you're not listening. Dennis, you don't get it. Nobody but nobody is gonna get me out of Africa today. Anyway. That is so brilliant. Oh, my. And you wrote that and you put it all together. I I wrote that like five minutes on the subway. What? A hundred years ago. I don't write anything else, so it's very sad. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. Um, We're not even blowing smoke. That is like... that is incredible. It's just, just retarded. Well, no wonder why I hired you. I mean, like... So, he, yeah, and then he wrote a Streisand thing for me. And you got to, like, yeah. yeah. So and I you did were the, the first one to do that, really. And I did, um, you know, what I do? I did the Evita oh and, you know, all, all, all those. And I had a marvelous yeah, time. For about a year and a half, I did. Streisand Peters, yeah, yeah. And then I went into nine, sort of, the last five months on Broadway, uh-huh. and then I did five months on the road on with the that. Road. Yeah. Okay. So that's, like, 86, and then I came back, and I did a... a Birds of Paradise. Which uh, we definitely want to ask about, but I have to ask, was Sergio Franchi ever in your production of Nine? Yeah, he did it on the road. He was, oh. So he's sort of the patron saint of our podcast, and I just have to ask, any memories (laughs) of Sergio Franchi? I don't know why. (laughs) It's He'll he'll start doing impressions of him, even though he doesn't know him, but it's It's like a a a cliche at Diane accent, because I'm convinced that he can't understand a word of English, but you would just learn it by rote, but like... Yeah, it was... He fascinates me, because he he was this sort of like... At the co- <laughs> he's always at like the <laughs> casino, like you know, yeah. like singing, you know, and he was a mega star for yeah. a certain kind of audience. I don't yeah, okay, yeah, me I mean, I mean, he was, he was, he was right for the role, I guess. Yeah, he I was mean, a, he was a, kind a, of an like egomaniac. Yes, and that's that. Lots a lot of people said that he actually was that guy, basically. Right, you know? right. But I just I can't recall, believe you did it with him. <laughs> I, re- I recall his wife was just, you know, she was, she was very, um, she was. She didn't like other women. Oh, yeah. And I guess, I don't of know course. if he had affairs or whatever. He what? flirted with women, probably. probably. Of course. Who knows? Wow. But um, he made a wonderful... Um, he... Where were we in... Um, oh, what's the name of that, that place? The in Coconut um, Grove? <laughs> no, no, no. Out in California. Uh, Caesar's Palace. <laughs> Uh, that's for very one good. night only. <laughs> that's very good. Me and a Barbara Walsh. <laughs> At the Caesar's Palace, Barbara <laughs> will sing unusual way. 
And I have a Rogers and Hart medley. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, I, I, so yeah, I, I, I didn't get to know him well, but yeah, um, sure. but nine was fun. I mean, you know, my, my first tour was Oklahoma, and yeah. it taught me a lot of things. So, and the second tour was nine, and I just had a ball. Really yeah, just we rented cars and, and just went places yeah. and did stuff. And going back, you also said Forbidden Broadway was a wonderful experience. It right? was. It's Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. It was hilarious. Be- did anyone that you impersonated, did they come to see you perform? Like, did you have to do Bernadette Peters to Bernadette Peters? No. What was so hilarious is the dressing room was the size of my pinky, and you had these four people doing really fast costume changes, mm-hmm. and things were just always askew, and there were, there were always, like, fuck-ups and people yeah. losing things. And so I was doing Merman, huh. and I come out, on, I, I, I come out for the, from the very fast costume change, and there's something on my skirt! And it was just really bothering me. And it was a wig. It was like a cheetah wig or something. <laughs> I got a wig on my skirt. <laughs> By me! You know, I'm not kidding. It was hilarious. So, so you know, there was a certain amount of breaking up. But it, but we were, we, there, we just had so many antics. There was so much laughter. It was one of the funnest jobs I've ever oh. had. Was it one of the first incarnations of it that you were doing? I mean, I've, I'm I don't, tr- it I was. can't remember when he started doing that. You know, 82, I think. I 81, say it was yeah. Like, so, like, yeah. So I was one of the new, I was too, one of the that. first replacements for the original company. Gotcha. Oh. But when it, it went, it went from two to four. Yeah. So I think I was one of the first four. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, uh, it was a ball. We just Ugh. laughed our asses off, you know? Yeah. It's hilarious. When does uh, falsettos come into your orbit. Falsettos comes into my uh, view in the summer of 91. I auditioned for the Hartford Stage production. Yeah. With yeah. Bretziella. With yeah. Bretziella. Did you all see that production, Benny James? We did not. We had we've, on we've, Evan Pappas. Mm. We've talked a lot about it. And actually. Michael Rupert was in earlier yeah. today, today, actually. Was, we were yeah. talking about But Evan and yeah. anybody who has seen it said it was a pretty life-changing theatrical experience. It was. And I'll tell you, if, can I tell a little story about Please, that? Please. We'd love to, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I auditioned and uh, and uh, I, I sang uh, a Jacques Brel parody that Pat Cook wrote. Oh, cool! He, it's well, you're really, so creative with it's your picks. Really yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, with that, Graziella thought, "Oh, she can do um, Breaking Down." She wanted Breaking Down to be, yeah. even though it was from In Trousers, she wanted to be in this version. Oh, okay. And I, I mean, I didn't know that, but uh, I knew once I was hired, if I put two and two together. Um, so w- what was really beautiful about Grazi's production, that was my first show with her, and I've done a few things since, um, is that all of us <coughs> contributed the quilt. There was an AIDS quilt revealed at the end of that production. Mm-hmm. And we all contributed names of people that we had lost mm-hmm. to the quilt. So we would walk by the shop on the way to rehearsal every day, and we'd watch this quilt get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it had this life force, and it was just like, whoa, this is really amazing. Then we're in tech, and it was revealed for the first time, and there was a drop cloth, and it fell, Mm -hmm. and then this fully illuminated quilt taking up every inch Rainbow of the color stage. and is it fully illuminated yeah. all real people who <sighs> have died except for Wizard the yeah. fictional name with and so it was b- because it was just fully illuminated and because it was massive it, it and the Hartford stage is huge it's mm-hmm. high and mm-hmm. it's wide and it was just unbelievable so that was seeing it for the first time in tech 
And then all the lights go out except for Wizards, and then his spot goes out. So that was tech. And then the audiences saw it. And we would hear gasps, and we would hear weeping, and we would hear silence. And it was just like, for me, it was what was life-changing was, oh, 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 I'm in something really special. I'm in an art form that isn't about me getting good roles, which is what I thought it was. Um, it's something so much bigger and profound. And so, so then, you know, that production was so special and the cast was so marvelous and we were going to go to the Beaumont. And then there was this scheduling snafu, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then I got a call from Andre Bishop on a Thursday. He said, Barbara, I just want you to know that the Beaumont production is not going to happen because of yada, yada, yada. It's going to be in the paper tomorrow. I wanted you to know firsthand. And I said, oh, dear. Okay, well, thanks for calling. And then he goes, but <coughs> um, the uh, Fran and Barry Weisler are producing it on Broadway in a James Lapine production. Mm -hmm with the original guys. And I thought, oh, well, I'm sure they'll probably use the original, one of the, the original women for that. And he said, well, I'll I just wanted to let you know. Okay, thank you, Andre. I was so devastated. Of course. Ten minutes later, Fran Weisler calls and says, hello, Barbara, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were just marvelous in the show. Would you like to join us on Broadway? And I said, well, uh, 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 is this an offer? And she goes, well, it'll be official tomorrow. We'd love you to join us. And <sighs> that was it. And I got minimum. <laughs> <laughs> More stage time than any of the other characters. Uh, well, you work your <laughs> ass off in yeah. that yeah. show. You know, and I, and, but I literally, it was my first leading role on Broadway. Wow. And, and uh, you know, they, they it, it, it's fine. I got some a raise. Yes. Because I had begged her for it. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was life changing. So I got to know that experience, and I got to know James's experience, and they were both profoundly beautiful and different. Right. But the, the, the experience of the show, people still stop me. Yeah. You know, and and talk about that production, Grazie's or James's, and just like what, how how meaningful it was. My, you know, my mother, she wanted to leave it in her mission, but she stayed and she wept or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. No, those like, are important stories. Those yeah. are, That's and, the whole reason, really, why theater exists, really. Yeah. You know, it's a healing and power. It, and yeah. it wasn't a story about AIDS. Right. It was a story about a family. Mm -hmm. And it was a story about inclusion. Right. And it was a story about Love. forgiveness mm -hmm. and basic human things that yeah. and nothing was forced down our throats. And it's a masterwork. It's yeah, a, it's a complete it, masterwork of musical theater that was groundbreaking at the time and is still relevant. I think some people were a little oh. skeptical when when they said they were going to revive it, mm -hmm. and then this revival I think has proven oh, absolutely. that it, it is a timeless absolutely. piece, and even in a different way today. But absolutely, it still is important. We're absolutely. now used to those kinds of relationships. However, it's it's still about family. Families <laughs> never know. go away. That's right. It doesn't matter like if it's two guys or two girls or a guy and a girl yeah. or transgender or whatever. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. And your performance was so beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stumbled you so much. across <laughs> this yesterday. We'll post it for our listeners. There's a great clip of you doing I'm Breaking Down. On the Joan River on Show. On the Joan River Show. Oh, yeah, it's been around for a long time. I'm so happy that it's it's there. It's a cut version. I know, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah, she was <laughs> sweet. Oh, was she really? <laughs> She's the Tony nominee. <laughs> She's my yeah. yeah, yes, and you were... And you were, you were and, I, and you I won was. the LA the, uh, uh, ovation. I did. Yeah. So you went on the road with it. Um, you know what? Or did it just go to LA? No, or? there, there, there. I did a little mini tour. 
And then we were asked to be at the Doolittle, which was not part of the tour. Okay. So the original company was asked to go to the Doolittle for uh, like a couple of months in the summer of 94. Is that right? Yeah, summer of 94. And um, and and I mean that was that was very different, you know. The LA audiences, you know, they they. It's funny we were just talking yeah, with just Michael Rupert yeah, about that. Yeah, they, yeah. they were just they a little. They weren't having it. We'd be watch them drive off in intermission. So, it's, it's isn't that crazy? Bizarre. You have it's one experience New in New York. It, yeah, it is. It's, it's a true. New York show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let me ask you a little bit about some of the directors that you've worked with yeah. and their process. Graziella Danielle, what is it like being in a room with her? What is that collaborative process like? The ultimate. That and, and also the, the room that is my husband's, Jack Cummings. Yeah. It, it is a room that is safe, hilarious, because they each know how to get the right chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and that's really something. Um. And they don't have all the answers, but they are at the helm. So we know who's in charge, and we know who to go to. Um, Grazie is all heart, and Grazie is play. She's just we're going to we're going to play, and and she's all about the truest performance um, and heart. You know that Latina in her. She's totally. just she's she's remarkable. I adore her. I've done. Let's see, what did I do after falsettos? I did something called um, Fabulous Party. I played Eleanor Roosevelt in this place that Garth Drabinsky was producing up in Toronto when he was developing new yeah, musicals. Yeah, up yeah, there. yeah, oh yeah, nineties. And apparently it was going to go, and then it never happened. But um, what, was it, what was it called again? Fabulous Party, and it was Fabulous a really Fabulous oh, Party. Eleanor, oh. nothing ever happened to it. Huh. Um, Nancy, Nancy Ford, and Gretchen. Oh yeah, Cryer. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. We, we wanted to talk to her yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was beautiful. It was oh, beautiful music, etc. And then I did. Um, and then there was a long span of time where I didn't work with Gretzky at all. Oh no, that's not true. Hello again. I did the reading and workshop of Hello Again. I was the mistress. Oh, yes. very cool. Oh, I yes. Love that show. Um, and uh, so you knew Michael John for a while then. I mean, I, that's when since I first, that was his first big. And, and so there are there are there are artists in my life who who've changed my life yeah. and <clears throat> Grazzi, um, Michael John, mm-hmm. my husband. Yeah. Um, where the Michael John's material is is so exposed, leaves the character exposed, leaves the artist exposed, and it's a scary and exhilarating place mm-hmm. to be in. 
and <clears throat> I just for the with Michael Johns with with, with Hello Again, it was really uh, we did a workshop. You know, then uh, Michelle Pock got on went on to do the role, um, but in that workshop, I just remember feeling there's something about acting that is being asked of me, which. I haven't felt before, mm-hmm. really. Um, I mean, I did with Bill Finn. I did with sure. I did with falsetto. So it really started there, um, but it was unconventional musical theater, yep. and it asked something different than Oklahoma did. Totally. <clears throat> um, and uh, so, so that was something I I wanted more of. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I dream the dream of days to come Where spongership is high and money is forthcoming That's beautiful, Kevin. I really added a voice onto that one, too. (laughs) I really was trying to go for something there. Listeners, we love creating this podcast, but it does cost money. Please don't make me sell my Angel record. Oh, my gosh. The original cast recording of Angel. That, like, nobody has. Nobody has it. If you like what we are doing and want us to keep doing more of it, please head over to Patreon.com. What? P-A-T. R E O N dot com. Pat Rion. I feel Pat Rion. Yeah, Pat Rion. Rion. Pat Rion. Yeah, once you're there, search for Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends. And of course, we don't expect you to give without receiving some great rewards. Such rewards include behind the scenes videos, shout outs on future episodes, Ooh. or episodes, depending on what part of the country you're from, because <laughs> I said episodes, and early access to some of our podcasts. Hell, for the right price, Kevin and I will come to your apartment and act out all of Agnes of God. <laughs> so head over, friends, to P A T R E O N dot com to help us out. I want to ask you about James Lapine. Yeah. Being in a rehearsal room with. Mr. Lapine. Well, you know what? It's the only experience I have with him, and he was absolutely divine. I mean, he saw what I did at Hartford, and I got the offer to do it, and I'm like the luckiest girl right? in town. The luckiest girl in town. I mean, yeah. like, town. everyone probably wanted that, and... Y- I, I was so lucky. You are probably I like, came. oh, there's no way I'm going to do it now. And then it's like, not even an audition. Well, nobody knew Yeah, just an me. offer. Nobody knew really? me. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't have any breakout performances. I was doing cattle calls, and I was right. doing you industrials were but you were, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I was yeah. doing an industrial with Beth Level for Cadillac. What? By Cadillac, with girls coming out of a swimming pool wearing G-strings, and sh- we were just we laughing our asses We love these industrial oh stories, because that's when people that can make a lot of money. The summer of 91, and right before... Before I left, I auditioned for the Hartford Falsettos, and I got a call that, um, like, right after the audition, that my agent called, and you, you're gonna, you got cast. I'm like, oh, whoa, that's amazing. So, okay, great. So I go do that and then come back. Um, where were we? I James Lapine. James yeah. Lapine. Yeah. Yes. So I was fortunate enough to be asked, and in the rehearsal room, you know, it was a kind of scary moment for me because you have these original guys. Yes, they've all been together. They have relationships. Right. And And I'm the new girl and they don't know me and I I had done chess on the road with Bogardus. Yes. And so we were friends. We weren't close friends. So we're like, now we're close friends because he and I have done five shows together, you know. Um, Or maybe more by now. I don't know. And, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, James was so supportive and and Chip was Chip was interesting. Chip was, uh, he was interesting. Uh, um, we, 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 we got along. It took some time for, uh, for him to get used to me. Yeah. yeah. I'll just say that. That's fair. And, and yeah. I, I adore him now and yeah. consider him a friend. And he's, he's 
remarkable. Yeah. I, I I mean, I really love him. Um, and w- I mean, once we got past some difficulty, which is pretty minor actually, w- then we were home free and just yeah. like having a ball on stage. Right. Sometimes a little too much fun. Well, <laughs> That's um, good. But uh, but uh, in answer to your question, James was only supportive and um, just like let me do my thing and gave uh, fabulous notes throughout previews and was a mensch. He was wow. awesome. He was awesome. It was a beautiful. And then, of course, everything after that pales, you know. Of course. Like, I mean, where's well, the falsetto experience? It's so you know? funny. I was going to ask, like, yeah. how that, how well, your then, career may have changed. Yeah, because Tony What's nomination, and there's all that. But, yeah. you know, and yes, now New York is like, oh, Barbara Walsh. Yeah, so, hi. yeah, and I have an agent, you know. Yeah. And, sure. and that was after six years in the, the, actually, Forbidden Broadway. One of the waitresses at the Middle Eastern restaurant worked at Abrams, and she got them to come see that. And Amazing. that they, Abrams, and they signed yeah, me. Where did you meet? The brilliant man, Jack Cummings the well, Third. Well, 1995. Uh, so my friend Heather McRae says she's got this job up in the Berkshires doing Alice Revisited at um, Barrington's st- in Great Barrington. Yeah, yeah. And she says, um, Barb, why don't you just go audition? I'm like, oh, all right. So I go audition for Julie Boyd, and I get the show, and it pays like you know three hundred dollars a week. But I'm like, I've never been to the Berkshires before, so Beautiful. why not? Exactly. Yeah. What, to, what else to do? It's in a good the summer, summer. Yeah. right? So who picks me up at the train station in um, where's that stop prior up, up that line? Hudson, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's Jack Cummings the third, and he, unbeknownst to me is an intern in his last year of uh, grad work, getting his MFA in directing, and that's why this internship was part of that, to intern a a director. Mm -hmm. And so, actually, Julie Boyd's niece was in his crucible. (laughs) And so, that's crazy, Crazy. at at, at UVA. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. Anyway, so, um, Jack picks me up, and, you know, there's... There's just, it wasn't like instant chemistry, but we got to talking just about our backgrounds and our families and tennis, and I love tennis, and he said, talk to me all about his tennis family, and and in the first week of knowing him, and I didn't know him, I had the same dream about him three nights in a row. I'm like, why am I dreaming oh. about someone I know? And he's like right on top of me, and he's smiling, and it's oh. just this face. And it's, I mean, it was just this warm, beautiful thing. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that's about. Anyway, <laughs> we were engaged four months later. What oh, can I say? my God. Yeah. And he was 27, and I was 40. I yeah. love it. So I, 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 all I, all I can say is he was a man who had clarity. He was an old soul and seemed more mature than any of the men in their forties that I was going. Oh, out of course. With. And and the week before I met him, I was resigned to being single, childless, and being fine with it. Wow. And the Eastern Shore with my sister. Right. And I'm saying, you know, I think I'm going to be single, and I'm going to be just fine. Okay. And I meet him. He picks me up the next. Amazing. Day. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. It's right when you it's stop beautiful. looking. Right? It's right yeah. when you stop That's looking. Then they show up. Let's, like let's talk about Thank this you. production of Company. Yeah, because it was special. it's breathtaking. And your yeah. performance is so brilliant. Thanks. And Never. so brave and so wonderful. So tell me, how did this how did this all come about? Just a simple audition I'll for... I'll tell you. I'll tell yeah. you. Um, uh, Mary Mitchell Campbell mm-hmm. yeah. was the orchestrator. Great. Yeah. And she lived in my neighborhood, and I ran into her, and I said, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm going to MD and orchestrate um, this arrival of company. The jo- I, Oh, the guy who did the Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's playing Joanne? 
I could play Joanne. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't play any instruments, though. She goes, well, you know, that's a really good <laughs> I idea. I know the orchestrator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know? And uh, she said, you know what? I'm going to get back to you because I think that's a good idea. And then um, so my agents were called. The appointment came. And I sat with John Doyle and I sang. And then he said, no, it's lovely. Do you do this song like Masha? I'm like, okay. Do it like speak it like don't sing it ladies uh-huh. who lunch yeah. just do the dialogue like yeah. it's a monologue oh so i'm in mourning for my life exactly so i kind of did that and and literally that was one of those things that i think i was hired right away you know yeah. it was one of those things where that was and that was a just a blissful and continues to be a dear friendship of of mine yeah. i adore him and i long to work with him again someday hopefully but yeah. um um, I, I really love him, and and it was the beautiful thing about about John is that when he works with you, he directs in a way where he gets to know you. It's not like he's manipulating or or, or playing any ch- games or psychological things or anything like that. He's just drawing you out. He's just interested. He's he's genuinely curious about mm-hmm. who you are, and from that. He finds colors and he finds ways so that you you have it, it's it's the what we were talking about with uh, with the student who's like using themselves to perform just yes. be who you are you know so that's sort of what he accesses yeah. in a really brilliant way and um, quite frankly have I wanted to play Joanne my whole life no and right. never considered it but I just thought I needed a job and maybe that would be a good fit. Yeah. And so what we what we did together was very different from Elaine Stritch and you know we're apples and oranges anyway. It, it, yeah. it, there is it does seem that like you know it, it it it's slightly intimidating to I wonder if cuz it, it's like a role that's known for her and yet you completely Change well, that, I think. I, I mean, think, I think the you think the uh, I wasn't terrified because of John because yeah. John's conceit was different anyway. It was True. going to be different, right. so I didn't have that so weight in. on me. Yeah. And because I'm different from Elaine, yeah. and so excuse me, so so our approach was just going to be different. Right. Now I have to cut to Cincinnati and tell you a little Stephen Sondheim story. Yes, please. So he flies out to see. Uh, Oh, that's right. You, uh, you did preview. out of town. That's right. That's you were right. in Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Wonderful experience. Just, yeah. just, again, another love fest with that. a cast and Raul and Elizabeth Stanley's a dear friend from that. And just all oh, the people lovely. were so yeah. wonderful. So um, so he sees a performance on, uh, before previews mm. start. <clears> and we get a note <throat> session with him the following mm. day. And so we, we sort of run through <clears> the first act in front of him. And... At that intermission in down in the basement of the theater, John Doyle is nowhere to be found, and Stephen Sondheim seeks me out, and he's, he says this to me. He goes, go for the jokes. Why is everybody afraid of Elaine Stritch? Just be an angry drunk. What, what, what? And I'm like, where's John? What, you know, what Line. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Line. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was like, okay. He says, yeah, just don't, it's not so good. Cautious, or not—that wasn't the right word. It's just too nuanced, or something. It's like it's too soft, or you know, he was—he was just getting me to just go for it, just yeah. slam it out there. <coughs> so I was—I was pissed, and I was terrified, and I had to make an adjustment in about ten minutes. Yeah, now because what? Yeah. the second act, my moment's coming up in twenty minutes or whatever, or half an hour. 
So I'm sitting upstage in my little thing crying to myself. Well, there's no lighting on me. It's rehearsal light. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? But before we started, I told Raul, I said, it's going to be different. Just get ready. And I just thought, I, I it, honestly, it was kind of like a fuck you. It was kind of like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. I don't know what if it's going to work, but I just throw it out there. And he loved it. And I wasn't angry. I wasn't, you know, I just I just took the note yeah. and, and just did, used it. And what I what I discovered about that in performance is that I didn't I wasn't quite meeting it wasn't meeting the requirement of angry drunk it was too nuanced so it ended up what you all saw on Broadway was like a what was a hybrid between John and I were doing right. and and what Stephen asked me to do huh so I so I maintained that when we came into wow. into the city and stuff and yeah. he would would watch rehearsals and he was really happy I guess. Um, Sondheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, you have to, I had to do that. I mean, I, it couldn't be just one thing, <clears throat> you know, it's not going to be all just, you know, not, right. not well, all no. horrible. Yeah. couldn't do that. Right. Um, so uh, I think I was able to find a lot of colors and, you know, I have yeah. to say, I, I, I've never been happier playing an angry drunk in my <laughs> life. I don't know why I was happy that I way. Love that, troublesome, but... But yeah, and um, and and it was an amazing experience. And how special that it's been preserved. You yes. Know? Yeah. yeah. That a whole this I younger know. generation gets to go onto Netflix. It's and, pretty you know, special. You know, it's it really, really is really special. I feel so Ugh. so fortunate and honored to have had that experience. I'm so, glad. so, I do this radio interview at the Carlisle with Elaine Stritch. Okay. Oh my gosh. New Yorker writer. Anyway, she wanted to have a dialogue between us and interview that. So she did. And the first thing Elaine Stritch says to me is, you're too young. I was older than she was <laughs> when she did it. Just saying. Of and course. I and I told her, I said, well, I'm 52 or whatever right. I was at the time, something like that. And she said... That's uh, so strange. And, and she, she... But she she just... She dominated the conversation, which I expected. Yep. And it was between shows is what it was. So I had, you know, makeup on or whatever. Right. And uh, uh, and she 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 said, well, this is, the beautiful thing is, you know, the beautiful thing is, I just wanted to get it right. I mean, it's such brilliant material, you know. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And so we had it was lovely, and she said, well, I'm not going to tell you when I'm coming to the show. I, uh, I'm definitely going to see it, but I'm not going to tell you when. I'm, okay, well, you can come whenever you want. I mean, I, I'm I fine. Like I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. It really, really, really was fine. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> but but so so cut to. One of the last previews before we open. You know we were on stage the whole time. Totally. And the glaring white <laughs> suit on the aisle in about the sixth row. The white suit and the white hat and the whole thing was, was Elaine. It's like, it didn't bother me at all. But it was like, you know, there you are. And <clears throat> all right, I'm going to do my show. So at the end of the show, I have to tell you, I'm going, I'm walking upstairs in my wig cap and my costume, going up three flights to my dressing room or whatever, whatever it was <coughs> at the Barrymore. And, and I hear this voice, Mm-mm. Barbara, where's Barbara? Where's Barbara? <laughs> and there she's following me up the stairs and she takes me, sh- her shoulders and she looks me in the eye and she says, wonderful. You're wonderful. And it was just, it was so dear. I mean, who could oh, ever forget that? Kind. Another, another thing like that, that's, that I'll never forget is Liza Minnelli came to Falsettos and she was so sweet. She says, "You're doing it. You're doing. You're you're doing what we are. We're all trying to do. You're oh. doing it." Oh, and I, I like thought, that. That's an amazing thing. That's yeah. a really cool thing to hear. Right? It's true because 
You are. You, you, you know. I mean, you don't know that. You don't know Sundays. You don't realize what you're doing, know, you know, in the midst know. of it. Oh, that's it's really cool. little moments like that. Yeah. to keep you going. Yeah, I think so. And speaking of those little moments <laughs> like that, before we got on air, we were talking a little bit about uh, Jack O'Brien. Yes. And hairspray. Yes. And we are all in mourning over the fact that the wonderful Dick Latessa yes. has just left Shocking. us. Shocking. Shocking to hear that. And uh, Dick was unbelievably talented. I had the great fortune of working with him for two and a half years actually actually um i don't think i think he left the show at some point so i came in as first replacement right after the tonys linda hart was the first one to leave so i came in to do velma and i was there for two and a half years longest run i've ever had and dick was god we had so many laughs just marvelous and and he was old school hard work ethic just 100 percent Every night, eight times a week, because that's what you sign up for. And there was a period in this show where the young kids, dancers, would were calling out a lot. I guess they were bored, and they would call out. We heard for all kinds of reasons. So the older ca- people in the cast, were, we was you know, it was maddening. It was frustrating. Right. Yeah. Right. Because this is not how it, exactly. the business is. Yep. And so Jack O'Brien came in one day after so many people had called out. He couldn't take it anymore. And I, I would imagine Dick maybe spoke to him. I don't know if he did or not. Look, and the run has been going for a bit. I mean, yeah. this is like, you know. <clears throat> and it's full every night. It's a, the biggest hit of exactly. that year. This is a gift for any I mean, performer. It was, a, exactly. it was for years. Yeah. Yeah. And right. you can't just slough it off. audience members paid mm-hmm. so much money. So that's much right. money. Yes. No, 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 that's fine. So Jack <laughs> O'Brien comes in, and his his it, the bulk of his, of his speech was about, and he was pissed. He was impassioned, and he was angry. And he says, "You want to, you want to just take off. You want to leave your fellow actors out there. You know, there, look, there's nothing wrong with swings and understudies. They do incredible work, but this taking off shows so many times, as many as you are, is unheard of, and it's unforgivable. You have to realize it's something to the effect of, in your life, you have to be there for people. You have to." Figure out what kind of a human being you're going to be in your life down the road. And the work that you're doing here is building that. You're building the way. These are kids in their 20s and, you know, Mm -hmm. they haven't a clue. And it's all ego and it's all excitement and it's God, you know, they're going out and doing their thing. That's what we all did in the early days. But there is a work ethic that is part of the theater that Mm -hmm. is so vitally important and and uh, that's what he was speaking to. And I swear to God, we were most of us were in tears. And the kids were like, like they were they'd just been punished by their parents. I mean, it, it was pretty mind blowing. Yeah. I have to say, really a, a a beautiful speech. And was there a change after that? There I, was. Okay. There was. People were not taking off. Oh. They weren't taking off. I know. I know. Yeah, he's something else. I would really love to work with Jack yeah. O'Brien again. You yeah. know, I, again, it was a very brief. It was like a meeting, sure, yeah. and sure. then notes and all that thing. But I, I so enjoyed him, and yeah. and uh, I would I would love to work with him. So what else? What else did I want to s- tell you about? Well, we haven't. I, it, it was a blip, but it was a big blip, but big. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Big. Uh, the big. There was big. The musical. I yeah. mean, we know, but yeah. maybe some of our listeners are like, "What? There was a big musical." Yeah. Uh, it was Malpy and Shire. It was Malpy and Shire. And uh, you played the mother. I do. You had a beautiful Most song. Have a beautiful song. Yeah. I mean, I gorgeous love. song. It is beautiful. It's, it's no, beautiful. It is my but beautiful. But did you say that Stop Time was that was not the original song? Or there was another song you had on the road at some point, or am I making? I that did up? have another song called "Say Good Morning to Mom." <laughs> <laughs> Say good morning to mom. Another morning. It's about the ordinary day of this mother, the doldrums of the laundry and the this and the that and huh. the stuff that they cut. And I was livid. Oh, wow. And I was devastated. And I was crying and snot was coming out of my nose and talking to Mike Ockren. God rest his soul. Mm. He was he was a darling. He was wonderful. He was the director. But yeah. I was not happy. And I think he's the only one who wanted to cut the song. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Don't quote me on that. We will not quote you. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. <laughs> uh, and uh, because honestly, the reason why Stop Time would have worked more is because that was the first song. Yeah. Do you know what I'm I saying? I know exactly oh, yeah. what you're saying. So it would have had a more payoff. That's right. But me coming in and singing Stop Time was like, uh, someone says, like Barbara Wall singing a benefit. I'm like, oh, God. So dramaturgically, Stop Time didn't have the impact it could have. Of course. And that's what I, I mean, that's what I told him. I just said, it's not going to make sense. That the, so what he told me, what he told me was that um, the first song is going to be cut and it's going to become a scene. And I was like, oh, great. No problem. That's the scene happening. was like two lines, yeah, right. and that's where it was empty. It did, they wanted to, the reason was they wanted to get to Josh grown up sooner. Get we don't need the mothers you, carrying well, the laundry around. I'm like, mm, you know, you do. You do. You need that relationship. Yeah, you, you need, need to understand why yeah. he has to go back. Yeah. Right. right, and stop time. It's like just give me the ordinary again. Give me the laundry. Yeah, give me the, yes. Yeah, that would be the payoff. They don't, you know they. Well, I know they're working on a new version, and I think a lot of stuff that was cut on the road is coming back. What? Yes. Are they we had a, really? We had a yeah. little chat with the Richard Maltby yeah, a couple weeks Rich- ago. Really? Yeah, Richard yeah. was our guest. Chat. Two, I, love, two I love the two of them, yeah. by the way. He was a yeah. And Very I had smart. a yeah. wonderful time, and it was a job that I was planning a wedding. We just got a puppy. We were buying an apartment, getting married. All of this happened with Big. It was it was the perfect job because literally, I do the opening number, I do my business, take a nap, I'd hear the applause at intermission, oh gosh, and then we get a yeah. step time. You know, I'd warm up <laughs> and then I'd do my song. I go back to my office, my you know my my dressing room, and take care of the wedding and stuff like that. It was exhausting, but it was the perfect job. Mm-hmm. Now, also speaking of great casts, we have to ask you about this before we go. <laughs> I I saw you in First Daughter Suite. Oh my god! And my god. What a show. I love Fest. What a show. Oh, yeah? Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You played uh, Pat, Pat Nixon. Nixon. That's right. Very complicated. Wow. Yeah. Individual Great on our own right. What kind of research do you do to go into a role like that? Well, I looked at some videos. Um, Kirsten had, uh, she had a disc which had, it had a like a White House interview with Trisha Nixon, mm. like, you know, where stuff is. And then it also had a black and white uh, portion of a video interview with Dick and Pat, I think, I want to say 1960 or late 50s, maybe. Mm-hmm. And she was like <clears throat> dark hair, for one thing. Yeah. And the, the, the camera panned over to her and she looked terrified. 
and uh, you knew that she was a deeply private person. And there are various books that I that I looked at, and what I found really what really struck me um, is a passage in one of the books. I think it was the book, one of the books that Julie wrote, or the book that Julie wrote about her mother, or both her parents. um, Was you know she got she got so much mail. And she read everything. She didn't necessarily keep everything, but she opened every individual, not her assistant. She read everything. And one of the letters she got was from like a high school girl who wrote a letter, Dear Mrs. Nixon, something to the effect of, I wonder what it's like for you being in the White House, being the first lady. Uh, I wonder what it's like because when you go to all these countries and you're always on an airplane and I wonder if you're able to relax and what's it like having all these security people and all these people around you and your schedule and everything. (laughs) And it must be really, really tiring. I hope you get to take baths, you know, something like that. It was this really insightful, wonderful... um, Almost empathetic. I was just going to say empathetic uh, letter. She held on to that letter and kept that that Aww. yeah which i loved reading it gave me gave me chills reading that and and that was just a, a, a view into the 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 prison yeah the prison that and certainly in the beginning you may remember in the beginning that we are all sort of in a yes portrait and You're then the smile you know there's a prison there yeah. you know I adore Michael John. He is my favorite same. writer. Yeah. And my husband feels exactly the same way, having done a lot of Michael John's that work. hello yeah. again. Oh, my God. The Queen oh, of Dance. Yeah, right. And he's actually, um, Jack's next piece for Transport Group is, is in rep to Inge. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say it's not really mm-hmm. announced it. Um, to uh, Picnic and Shiva in rep. And Michael John's doing underscoring. Thank yeah. you. That's great. Right? Yeah. When we broadcast this, it'll be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Announced. Right, yeah, so right. Fine. Yeah. Um, did you see first... Daughters, it's amazing. The cast it is, and I'm a, um, I'm old friends with Betsy Morgan, and oh I, I, my I god, she's utterly such, brilliant. And I just it was love his Teresa work. McCarthy, oh yeah, love his, and I mean, she's a poet, and you know his work is you, it, again. It is so you are oh. so exposed, and you are acting, and you have to have both chops. You yeah. have to, but you have to sing too. You, you know, have like, to have both chops. Yeah. yeah. You have to have the whole thing, and it I think audiences have warmed to his uh, yeah. style. I think in the nineties, I think they were still a little like, "What's what's what's yeah. the sound?" But now, I think we are used to him. theatrical music. I, I think, think that we yeah. we, are, yeah. we are breathing that now. I had yeah. talked about this with you, I think, on a previous podcast. I'm not saying this because you were here. It was the best theatrical experience I had had. Oh, yeah. oh you, you're right. I'm Seriously, so happy to hear that. I mean, every single one of you. I mean, just. And it was such brilliant. a ride he takes the audience on. Oh, because my God, it's amazing. It's like, it's just the, the range. He's so prolific. It's just astonishing. He's always writing, and he loves teaching. He loves his students. I adore him. He's he's a friend. He yeah. is, I, 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 it's the only kind of work I want to do. Yeah. Thank goodness you know? he's teaching young writers. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. He teaches that with Bill Finn at, at oh, yeah. uh, exactly the New York University right. Graduate Musical Writing exactly Program. Exactly right. But thank goodness he's t- educating young people right? to write yeah. you know, and tell exactly. theatrical stories. You know, Good storytelling. Now, what do you have coming up in February? Well, okay, what? so Mary Beth Peel, about a year ago, is is not long after she saw First Daughter Suite. Um, Gotta get her. Mm. Oh, you really should. Yeah. Um, she emailed me, hey, I've passed on this project, but would I want would you mind if I put the composer in touch with you? And I said, Well, absolutely. 
So she did, and um, I was sent this libretto called The New Prince, based on Machiavelli's The Prince. And I'd be playing Eliza Hamilton and Hillary Clinton. And so at... Already at, like it. at the Dutch National Opera and Ballet in Amsterdam. I'm like, what's happening? Wait, so, what? Yeah, so I read the libretto written by David Ignatius, the foreign policy writer of the Washington Post. Oh. And yes, never written a libretto before. Sorry, let me pick up my microphone. Totally, totally. Wow. What? And yeah, so it, Kelsey Grammer's playing Kissinger. George Abood, who was in The Visit and a couple of other things, is playing um, Osama bin Laden and Hitler. Um, uh, Paolo Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjöld-Sjö
the Barbara Walsh story. Oh, that's hilarious. Till oh, next God. time, take Bye, care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.